This is the Peak Cast, presented by Strive 365, where we strive to eliminate childhood trauma while equipping youth to become resilient and better our community. We discuss social and emotional issues affecting today's time while bringing you experienced leaders to discuss diverse topics in a fun and informative way. Drive 365 coming to you all the way live. This is JP Kato Casey with my co-host Raheem the Dream. Welcome. Raheem, we have a special guest here today. You mind introducing her? Yes, uh, do I mind? I'm very honored to introduce uh, this guest. She's someone who has made a big, big difference uh, in the city of Milwaukee and soon going to be even bigger in the whole state of Wisconsin. Bigger than Dr. Kerr. Uh, former superintendent of Brown Deer School District. Uh, Dr. Kerr has uh, stepped down last year. Uh, and normally when you step down, it's because you're ready to kind of relax and enjoy your life, but not Dr. Kerr. She's going to do bigger and better things uh, for everyone around. Uh, Dr. Kerr, we were part of your uh, program that you just did last week. Uh, it was an honor to sit through it and see how much of an influence you've made on all these uh, people. And one thing that really stood out to me is that you have so many former students, colleagues, and uh, individuals who are still so connected with you. Uh, And that's also what I see with Dr. Curry is the relationship is not just something that started, it's continued to build and build and build. Um, So Dr. Kerr, I'm going to ask you to introduce a little bit about yourself uh, and kind of talk to me about your journey to being a superintendent. And uh, why was Brown Deer School District so uh, important to you? And and why does it hold such a special place in your heart? Well, thank you very much, uh, JP and Hassan. It's an honor to be here today and um, uh, share my story and talk about my leadership and what I hope to accomplish uh, with my new vision to create a world-class education system in Wisconsin. So when I was growing up, I always played teacher. So I always wanted to be uh, a teacher uh, and I knew that's what I was going to do, especially in high school. And so that was the route that you have to take to to be a superintendent. So I was uh, born uh, and raised in a western suburb of Chicago, Malco's Park. So I was a small town girl with big city dreams. And that's how I became uh, a, a leader. I think the important thing for my career was that um, I started out in parochial education. So I'm parochial educated, uh, K through college, um, Walter Luther High School, Valparaiso University. Then I taught in a public school, University of Chicago Lab School, one of the most prestigious private schools in the country. And I was so immersed in this equity and diversity and inclusion uh, community is just that I didn't know anything else as I was going through my career. And what a great place to start. And then I moved to Fairbanks, Alaska and continued in my teaching and coaching basketball and and being engaged. But that's when someone tapped me on the shoulder and said, hey, why don't you become uh, a principal? And I'm like, oh, I love middle school kids and, you know, what I was doing. But um, I decided to pursue it. And I was very fortunate to get a lot of coaching and support all along the way. And then moved back to Illinois after that and became the middle school principal again and very successful in Antioch, Illinois. And then my superintendent, Dan Burke, who is uh, still a great mentor and friend today, um, tapped me on the shoulder and said, you should be a superintendent. I said, oh no, not me, not me, I I can't do that. And and I said, are you sure you're talking to the right person? 
Uh, and he said, yes, you need to be a superintendent. You've got the drive, the energy, and uh, the inspiration to make a difference and cast your net wider. So voila, a couple years later, I became a superintendent at Wilmot Grade School. And I was the uh, uh, first woman superintendent in that small rural K-8 district uh, in Western Kenosha. And it was a great experience. I was the superintendent, the business manager, the principal, the curriculum director. I shoveled snow. I um, did lots of things, dressed up as Winnie the Pooh and read books to kids. So it was a great experience and um, really helped to shape some of my leadership moving forward, especially in the area of uh, curriculum. And then I became the superintendent at Brown Deer. And I was looking for that next challenge in my life. And I was um, didn't know a lot about Brown Deer, but I really felt it was a calling. When I got there, I loved the school board. I loved the community. Um, I was driven around throughout the community and it just looked like this really special place. And one of those um, moments for me that made me think this is gonna be a great place to work was I went to the local McDonald's at the time and the senior citizens were playing bingo at McDonald's. And I thought that was so cool. I'd never seen that before. And I'm like, wow, this is a community that values their senior citizens and everybody. So I became that superintendent uh, in Brown Deer when um, it was only 20% students of color and 20% poverty. And that I was there for 13 years. And like you said, uh, I made my fond farewell and I, I told everybody I'm not retiring. I'm gonna not let any moss grow under my feet uh, because um, I just feel I have um, more to give. So Dr. that's Kerr, where I'm at. I remember the very first time I actually met you. Uh, it, was, it was my first time actually uh, coming to one of the events. I was a newbie on the team and I was put at your table. I was very blessed to be at your table. Um, and just, uh, I think it was five of us at that table and it felt like it was one person because my conversation just really came towards you and, and you just gave me so much knowledge of education, how important it was to you. And it was just so interesting. And now we fast forward to this day and we're so blessed to have you as a board member of Strive365 as well, uh, recently just joined. So we really appreciate you joining our board as well, uh, bringing some great expertise as well on that. Well, thank you. I just I remember that day, too, because when Brandon talked to me about uh, joining the team, I knew it was going to be a special opportunity. But once I got to meet all of you, I knew it was the best decision ever because, you know, trauma sensitive care is important. Um, I saw the work that was being done in the Brown Deer schools, helping to support our kids. And, you know, this is what it takes moving forward to help all schools, all students become successful. It's making these partnerships that really um, align with everyone's um, mission and vision to creating um, a great community. And if we don't um, address the social emotional needs of our children, they'll never be in the right place to learn. And the same with our adults. And so I think it's very important in any leadership role that we are all in, we're always influencing the kids, the people we meet, the leaders we sit uh, across the table, uh, in for the board meetings. And so I think it's important that we continue to elevate um, and promote the wellness of all people in our communities. Definitely. And so, you know, also big shout out to Brown Deer School District because when we went to teach our uh, peak team program there, the students, everyone was so diverse. You know, it, it, was, it was great. You know, it wasn't just one student of color, but it was really diverse. Everyone was different. They had they had their own identity. 
And it was really great getting to know those students. And so we're looking forward to coming back hopefully next spring. Um, so we're transitioned to our next section where it's called faceless, where faces is our key values. What it stands for is uh, F is for fostering resilience, A is acting with empathy, C is to cultivate change, E is to establish trust, and S is, S is to serve youth. So using some of our core values, when have you used our values faces in your own life or in your career? And you can pick one of the, uh, one of the letters. Okay, well, I'm gonna start first with resilience because at no time ever in my life did I think that we would be having to shut down our schools and deal with a global pandemic. So I'll never forget the day, March 13th. That was the day that not only did we welcome the new superintendent to Brown Deer, and I'm gonna do a shout out to Dr. Monica Kelsey Brown because she's amazing and doing a great job, but it was also the day that I had to tell the staff in person that we were shutting down the school district and I had no idea when we'd be coming back. And it was just such an emotional time. And we didn't know what to expect and what to do. There was no playbook. There's no pandemic playbook on how to do this. And so I just had to reassure the staff as the leader that said, you know, we're going to get through this somehow, some way. I don't have all the answers. So please know we're going to be on call 24-7 for you. Um, and so we needed to be resilient and say, we're going to take care of you. We're going to take care of the kids. And the first thing we had to really do after the shutdown was we had to feed our children, you know, over 50% economically disadvantaged in Brown Deer. And so I couldn't worry about learning or books or anything. I said, we got to figure out how to feed the kids. So my team and I, they were amazing and they still are today. We worked on making sure there were three spots to pick up food in our community and make sure that all parents could have access to getting that universal food program um, uh, started. And we worked with the federal government to make sure that frozen food could be given to parents because parents were dealing with a lot of trauma. And so were the kids during this time. And so at no time uh, as ever before, we had to work so close and so together. So we worried about the kids first, feeding them first. And then the second week, I worried about taking care of the staff because not only did they have to worry about, okay, how am I gonna teach my kids online? I'm gonna have to take care of my own kids at home and be the homeschool teacher. So a lot of pressure, a lot of stress. And then the third week we said, okay, we're gonna make sure that every kid has access and opportunity. No kid is gonna go unserved or uncommunicated with. And I know that's not a word, but it's like we wanted to make sure that we were connecting with all families. We didn't wanna leave any stone unturned and make sure that we're meeting the needs of all of our kids and families. So I would say that right now, all of the superintendents and district leaders across the world, across the state, are shouldering this uh, enormous responsibility of taking care of their children because we've always been in charge of the health and safety of our kids. And then we had a racial pandemic happen and now it's more of an economic pandemic because everyone wants their kids to get back to school. So mm -hmm. our motto is resilience, persistence, not perfection. 2020, what a year, right? Everything. Ooh. Uh, I think up. we're all going to be ready to say goodbye to 2020. Uh -huh. I know I am. <laughs> yep. Well, it's great um, to think about it in this way too, is you guys, like you said, you foster resilience. Um, it's going to teach, teach us a lot as well. I know it's tough times, but when we have great leaders like you out there and your staff and, 
And I believe the, the staff that we have at Strive, my team, I love them absolutely. I think we're learning uh, during these tough times and we're trying to find a way to really uh, come together. Um, so we're going to go to the next segment of our podcast. Um, everyone, thank you for listening, by the way, and I uh, hope you're taking away a lot. Um, so I have titled today's uh, episode as Educators and Legislators Coming Together. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of you who don't really understand what a superintendent does, there's so much to it. Um, like Dr. Kerr was talking about, you have to really make sure not just education, the foods there, um, their home settings are correct. And, and there's just such a big responsibility on the superintendent. And that involves uh, school funding. So a lot of schools, uh, private or public, uh, do need school funding as well. Um, so Dr. Kerr, you're someone who's been very, very involved in making sure that your school has been funded in great amounts. Um, that's not easy. Um, so can you kind of touch on how do you raise this money? Um, how do you invest it? When you get the money, that's one thing. Getting it is one thing. And then figuring out, do I put it in this part of the school or that part of the program? How do you base that? Do you have a certain uh, priority list or how do you go about it? Well, first of all, I have to thank all of the the wonderful taxpayers in Brown Deer um, School District because without their support, nothing would ever happen because the majority of funding for schools comes from taxpayers. Um, And so the challenge is, how do we get the most value out of the educational system? So how do we invest 80 cents per se, per dollar, but get a hundred, a dollar and 20 cent uh, investment and outcome. And so we've been working really hard over the last 13 years. Um, we were able to get a lot of community support in passing referendums. So that really helped to create the kind of facilities that our kids um, deserve to, to learn in and, and to be the best students they could possibly be in terms of determining careers and college opportunities and things like that. But we passed over $54 million of referendum in 11 years. And the second referendum was during the worst economic time ever. And so again, I want to do a shout out to those taxpayers. But the key to success for any superintendent is putting the resources in the right places because we're not going to have a lot of resources moving forward because of the pandemic. Um, Money is going to be tight. Revenues are down across the state, across the country. So we have to make sure that we're putting the resources equitably to address the most significant academic needs, whether that's in special education, English language learners, um, reading, for example. Our kids all need to know how to read by third grade. And so we got to make sure they have the support, whether it's interventions or additional support inside and outside of school, like using a Strive 365 program, you know, things that reinforce those important values, but it's not easy. Awesome. And we appreciate once again, those taxpayers and all the mm-hmm. people who have contributed. Uh, it makes a big difference. And uh, we really appreciate you guys being there. You know, and the next step as a superintendent is talent development, talent acquisition, because teachers are the catalyst were in the forefront of developing these students. So Dr. Kerr, how did you go about developing your teachers with the amount of, you know, the amount of shortage and talent in Wisconsin or in Brown Deer District alone? And what, how did you go about um, developing the, the, your staff? Because I know the second week you said, after the students were taken care of, now I got to talk about taking care of my staff. And that, that's amazing. So how did you develop, cultivate your staff to be who they are today? 
The first thing we did um, when I came to Brown Deer is that um, we created this whole idea that we're going to work together as a team, no matter what happens. We're going to have continued conversations, whether it's um, serious discourse, uh, but we're going to have these conversations because we've got a job to do. We've got to educate all kids and educate them all well. But I know that I, I knew that I could not do that without highly qualified teachers. And so I have always revered and honored my teachers. In fact, I've said I love my teachers and I still do. I love every teacher I've ever worked with in any of the school districts. And that's important that we honor our profession of teachers and we give them and treat them as professionals and give them what they need, whether it's professional development, resources and other tools to effectively do their job. So in this pandemic, we had to make sure that all of our teachers had good laptops and Chromebooks because they were and other resources to teach remotely because a lot of them had done some type of virtual learning, um, but not all 24 seven, like we were forced to do uh, this past um, March. What I have done is I've worked with my school board and my school board also cares a lot and reveres our teachers. We were able to put um, professional development into our schedule every month so once a month we put professional development that was teacher designed and teacher led so it wasn't just me the administrator saying hey this is what we need to do today or it was planned thoughtfully uh, and pragmatically with our teachers to best deal with the things that they're doing with and so they had a hundred hours or more of professional development and then the final thing i want to say is i i just treated them with respect we had a gentle start to school uh, for the last couple years, and it was one of the most successful transitions into the school year ever because it wasn't teachers sitting for three or four days in a row of, you know, um, glazed over professional development. <laughs> okay. It was, hey, get your classrooms ready. Let's go. Let's do this. And they had no responsibilities to learn anything new, but just to get ready for opening their door that first day. And I'm mm -hmm. going to tell you the relief and the reduction of stress that that created was something that that was one of my shining moments of um, uh, a practice and strategy that I think um, helped us to get a very good start of the school year. And I hope we get to start it again pretty I know, definitely. But <laughs> that's great. You empower them, you know, to get the things they want to learn and they lead their own trainings. And not only that, yeah, I know teachers get burnt out every time because even after um, after class or after the end of the school school day, they will come in and do a PD day. I know they're exhausted because all the energy they give with the students. So it's, it's, it's exhausting, definitely. I want, I want um, to give also, a shout out to, uh, to speaking of teachers, I want to give a quick shout out to my sister, who's a teacher in Chicago too. Just hearing her experiences too, talking about it. It's just interesting to see how uh, teachers are so underrated and don't get a lot of the respect and uh, honor that they deserve, like Dr. Kerr was saying. So, And I think a lot of people are, are learning now because they're having to homeschool. Mm -hmm. and they're saying, hey, you know what? Um, I really miss that teacher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think they have um, a much more appreciation now for what they do because I think everyone has realized that, you know, our teachers do more than teach math and reading. They, they teach kids how to be great people, to understand themselves, to get along with others. So there's much more going on than just the learning process of yeah. content. Exactly. They they are the social emotional coach for those students. Absolutely. Like, they are the advocate for that. Um, how are, also as a, a superintendent, how do you make education relevant to students 
to prepare them for that next step to go to college if they wanted to or a different sort of route? How did you guys prepare them for that? Well, I think the, the first thing we did when we were kind of restructuring um, in um, our, our school district and we had a strategic plan that said, you know what, we're going to create pathways for kids based upon their strengths and their passions. And so there is a pathway for every single student. And so now the silver lining of the pandemic has taught us that um, there'll be no uh, schedule conflicts ever again. We don't have to have a teacher necessarily in our school building to teach AP calculus or geography or sign language. We can make that happen online or uh, taking a virtual class at a college now. Um, so I think these strength-based pathways are so important because if kids like to learn using their hands and more engaged uh, type building and construction, they can go in the trades and we can provide those opportunities for them. And Brown Deer has a great uh, program uh, that has done just that, putting kids into the trades every year uh, from their construction uh, classes. So I'm, I'm just excited about all the opportunities for our kids because the top three jobs in Wisconsin are IT, agricultural, uh, and healthcare. And then education, manufacturing, all of that. So we need to train our kids in our schools, starting at elementary school, about all the possibilities so that we don't have a, a, a shortage uh, and we can put them right into the pipeline to take uh, these these jobs that require skills uh, mm -hmm. in, uh, in all areas. Yeah. And uh, Dr. Kerr, so speaking on uh, what Strive365 does, uh, we work very heavily uh, with youth mental health. So yeah. um, a lot of our partners in the beginning, we really enjoyed uh, Brown Deer because you guys were someone who did really focus on youth mental health. Um, can you kind of touch on why that's been important for you as a superintendent and how do you kind of branch that out to your um, school and your teachers and make that a focus. Uh, a lot of schools and teachers don't really think about social and emotional learning, but you guys do. And that's really incredible. So our partnership, I believe, with Brown Deer was just very uh, quick and easy and uh, just was a very free flowing and quick uh, relationship we could create. There were a lot of parallels to the programs that you brought to our schools with um, the trauma-informed uh, care and your approach to working with kids. I think the defining moment for us in Brown Deer was um, about eight years ago when um, we were written up by the state for suspending uh, too many African-American kids. It was a real sobering moment for us because I'm like, don't you know we're the most diverse school district in the in the state and that's a, a majority group in our school and but it was one of those situations where we took a deeper dive into what the data said and we were suspending kids five times the amount of other groups in the school so we we said okay we got to change this this is unacceptable so this is how we started on our journey of character education and so we decided that we have to have some non-negotiables. We have to change the culture of our schools to make our kids feel that they belong at our school, that they have a voice. And so the program evolved over the next couple of years by the students and teachers working together to teach weekly lessons in our homeroom classes about character education, self-respect, responsibility, tolerance, uh, integrity, and even when no one is watching, so that was that defining moment for us, and it led us to become a state and national school of character. And so when Strive 365 came, it was like a perfect match because it was about understanding what kids need. 
at this time. And everyone comes to the table with some kind of trauma, but there's various entry points for all of us. Yeah, and, and speaking about that, so um, it's interesting that sometimes you just need something to kind of wake you up on it and then you just learn. Mm -hmm. um, so kind of talking about that. So we have two uh, specific concepts here. One is a reactive and one is a proactive. Um, so the one that's behind JP, which is craft, is mm -hmm. uh, the reactive. However, I'm going to ask you about um, the proactive one. So we use a concept called cope. So the next part we're going to do is called cope it out. So I'm going to ask you to go into a situational dive on how you've used uh, the concept of cope in a situation. And for the viewers who don't know what cope is yet, you guys will learn because you'll hear it over and over. Cope is communication offering positivity and empowerment so dr kerr i'm sure you've used all four of them every single day but if you could just give me one situation where you've used one of these concepts well i i love this idea of cope because it really um is a theme that i think all leaders use all the time especially when they're problem solving because one of the things we learned through this pandemic is that communication was essential and at no other time in our history have we had so much parent engagement and parent communication because of this. And so I think it was important for us to continue these communications uh, to parents, but also having the empathy of what they were going through too and saying, hey, we're here for you. Um, we're gonna help support you and being positive throughout this whole situation. So I know a lot of uh, leaders, they're tired, they're overwhelmed, and so are the teachers and the parents. And it's kind of accepting that and offering some support and some help and saying, hey, we'll drop off that kid's violin if they need it. We'll make sure you have an extra uh, thing of food. We created a food pantry during this time for the um, parents um, on the weekends that needed some extra support. And I think it was also empowering the teachers to let them say, you know what? This is the best I can do right now. And so I'm not going to be evaluating you. Um, I'm going to be supporting you through this whole process of communication and offering support and giving them the empowerment to create the lessons that were the that would meet the um, needs of their kids in the best way for them. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And, you know, during especially during this pandemic, working with different schools, everyone had to do a quick pivot. We were supposed to go into Brown Deer and teach a uh, SEL class uh, in like May or April as well. So that totally changed on us. And then we had to change our curriculum over to virtual. So that was a pivot. So everyone's going through that change. Exactly. Um, yeah. So going to our last piece, Dr. Curso, thank you so much for answering all of our questions we had for you. So our last piece here, we like to uh, reward you for uh, spending time with us. You got 30 seconds. We like to call it shout it out. You have 30 seconds to promote whatever you're doing in the community, uh, your family or whoever you like. You got 30 seconds to promote okay. it. You got on five, right? Five, okay. four, three, two, one, go. Okay. Kerr for Wisconsin Kids. I'm running for the Wisconsin State Superintendent of Public Instruction. At no time ever do we have a chance to create history by working together and uniting around education. This is not a partisan issue. This is about serving the needs of all kids. Education is not a one size fits all. It's, a, uh, it's an opportunity for us to help develop and nurture every child in every way. And we can do it together. Her for Wisconsin Kids. 
Let's go. Been in time left too, right? Okay. Yeah, thirty six. Okay, you're you're the first one to stay on the mark. Everyone went over a minute. <laughs> oh my gosh! Hey, well, you know what? I'ma just do it kind of here. I'ma just do it kind of girl, right? So just just it. Do it. Here we are. I know whatever that's side that I'm on. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh my gosh, I love this. It was fun. Thank you. Well, Dr. Kerr uh, and all the viewers, first of all, Dr. Kerr, thank you so much. Uh, really enjoyed you uh, as a guest and someone who I've constantly learned from. I know our whole staff has. Brandon uh, thinks of you very highly and for all the reasons that everyone just listened to. Um, so I, everyone listening, uh, the things I want you to really take away is um, in life, you are going to learn about yourself. And sometimes you think you're not capable of doing something. And it's interesting to learn that you can become someone who's going to make a big impact on this, not just the community around you, but the world. Um, so continue to believe in yourself and continue to make a difference. Uh, Dr. Kerr is someone who has not stopped. She's already made such a big difference more than uh, me and JP combined have made so far, but she's not stopping, she's continuing. Um, so just find your purpose in life. Um, and sometimes you don't know what it is, but just keep along on your journey and you will find your purpose. Um, and then secondly, what I want you guys to really take away is that being a leader has so many different responsibilities and each day you have, you have the blessing to be a leader who can make such a big difference in so many different ways. Um, so that's something that I really look forward to learning more and more about from Dr. Kerr. And it's just such an honor to see you as a leader who isn't just a superintendent. You are, you are branching out into so many different ways and have continued that. Uh, someone who has a doctorate, you, you could brag on that, but you don't. You go back and went to a McDonald's for the first time, coming into a community, learning what the community is. So my biggest takeaway is, guys, learn your community, learn what the needs are, and see how you can really make a difference because you can make a difference. Um, so Dr. Kerr, just one more time, thank you so much. Um, Strive365 coming to you all the way live. Everyone take care. Mm -hmm.